Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the Digital Tiny Room. I am your host for the podcast, Michael, and I am joined, as always, by the man who has been described as the Benjamin Colopy of Irish podcasting. It's Benjamin Colopy. I know, it's very flattering to be compared to <laughs> such an icon in the game. Um, you see what I've done there? Yeah, yeah. Because, you see, it's it's funny because I'm not an icon of the game and our podcast is <laughs> is amateur at best. Um, yeah, amateur at best. Ben? Yeah? Did anything happen in the world of comic books and movies and TV shows and, and, and science fiction and fantasy this week? I, I, I don't know. I've, I've been hearing a lot of, a lot of, a lot of hype around this... Um, what is it? Is it? Is it? Black, black, black leopard, black. The, the black leopard. The yes, black lynx. The, what's the name of that um, company that make kind of knockoff movies of big blockbusters? Asylum. Oh, it's it's in a it's a yeah. So it, it's the the black lynx or the the, the black, black the black big cat. I think is yeah. what it's called. Um, interestingly, Benjamin, the the panther is actually not like a species of big cat. Oh. Panther is um like the the black version of whichever big cat is local to a country. Oh, so, so it's like a it's a genetic diversification thing. Uh yeah. It's if like you a, were let's say if you were in in South America, a black panther would actually be a a puma that has different pigment. Yeah. And if you were in Africa, a black whatever. panther would be a leopard that has black pigmentation. Oh, that's kind of interesting. If you were in North America, uh, a black panther would be a cougar, which had black pigmentation. But I don't know if that exists. That's quite interesting. Interesting um, Michael, panther playing with your. Will you stop playing with your toys? I'm going to pick no. up on the microphone. It's distract everyone. It's going to distract Look, everyone. Ben, he it's has black panther. My, it's the king of Wakanda. Has another tiny muscular man to add to his tiny muscular men collection, uh, <laughs> with the occasional cameo by women. Tiny muscular. No, there are quite women. a few women actually. You are, um, you're quite, to be fair, you're an equal, you're an equal opportunist when it comes to action figure collection. And Transformers are largely genderless for the most part. Are they? Although that, that well, I mean, that's a whole other, that's a whole podcast. Oh, can you imagine the social justice warrior fan fiction we could write? <gasps> that, <gasps> so much gender fluidity. Ben, I mean, you've just hit the hot button issue in Transformers comics and storytelling at the moment. Exhaust pipes and garage doors galore. My God. Oh, Jesus, Ben. Ben, stop it. <laughs> I have to cover all their tiny audio receptors. Ears is clearly the wrong word. Ben, let's talk about yes. Black Panther. I'm just going to let's. go ahead and assume that you haven't seen it. It's bloody hard to see it in Italy, in English. Um, <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm trying to find it somewhere. They do like special English screenings. Where they're like, well, there are a lot of Americans in uh, Florence, so maybe we give them a film. Uh, oh. But it's very hard to find. It's very hard to find. They do a lot of classic movies. They have a really beautiful old theater um, mm-hmm. that shows like a lot of a lot of big hits. So you can get your Blade Runner like special runs and stuff like that um, late in the evening. But they're not. They're, can't they're, see a modern film. They're no, you you can, but it has to be like a tasteful modern film. They don't go in for the superheroics. Wouldn't they don't it be great go in then? For it. If in Italy, when they dub a film into Italian, if you want to see it in English, then you have to see a version which has been dubbed from Italian back into English <laughs> by Italians. That would be, that would amazing. be amazing. I am the Black Panther. I am the I King d- of Wakanda. <laughs> I never freeze. <laughs> I never freeze. Uh, 
I my suit is made of vibranium. <laughs> vibranium. vibranium. Somebody get this man a shield. Yes. Why you, you not have a shield? <laughs> so anyway, let's uh, stop that. <laughs> yeah, we've we've sufficiently bashed. Um, ben, my I saw it. Country. Was it any good, Michael? Was it any good? Black Panther Ben, uh, a film by Ryan Ryan Coogler. Yes. Right. Yes. Yes. Um, yes. I saw it there on, on Tuesday night there, Ben. And mm. I'm going to do it as a review for you in two ways. Okay. I'm so excited. I'm going to review it, first of all, as a movie which is a cultural phenomena. Do, 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 do. Phenomena. Do, 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 yeah, there do. you go, good man. And then mm. I'm going to review it for you as just a movie. Okay. See what I'm saying? Yeah, we should definitely, by the way just having come up with a theme song to a cultural phenomena segment on the podcast in the future oh, because I yes, would be quite happy to record good. that. That would be excellent. excellent. Okay, so Ben, first of all, as a cultural phenomena. Na, 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 na. Yeah. yeah. Very good. Okay. Um, <laughs> it's obviously... Um, it's, it's, it is easily the most different superhero film mm. we've seen in a long time. Good. Because... Ben, and you might be shocked to hear this, pretty much everybody in it is black. What? I know. But there's those there's those two white guys in the trailer. Yeah, the Tolkien white guys. Tolkien white guys, finally! Tolkien, Tolkien white, white guys, guys, Ben. Tolkien. Oh, oh that's true. One of, oh, oh, my God. <gasps> ben, we did this joke Michael, about six months ago. A gen- I, I know, I forgot it, and it's all the better now. <laughs> it's all the better now. Um, it's all yeah, the so better look, now. It's very good. It's great to see um, a fully black cast. It's great, great to see so many women in the movie who... There there aren't any damsels in this film. Yes! The closest they come to a woman who needs help is Black Panther's mother. And that seems to be mostly because she's older rather than because she's a lady. So it's ageism as opposed to sexism in this Yeah, I mean, case. maybe that's next. Maybe the next thing will be a superhero movie of all people in their 60s. All people's lives matter too? Yeah, but, okay, so let's talk about it as a movie, right? Just a movie. Let's imagine we live in a world where movies with fully black casts or movies with fully Asian casts or movies with fully anything or movies where there's a fair representation of men, women, everyone. Let's imagine we live in that world, Ben. In a world where yes. minority doesn't exist. Exactly. Yeah. No, Ben, that... Oh, I don't know. No, I, no damn oh, Jesus, it. Ben. Where the word minority doesn't exist. Sorry, Benjamin, I'll, go, I'll do it again. I'll do Benjamin it again. Benjamin Ethnic do it again. Cleansing Colopy. <laughs> That's not what I meant. That's it's not what, what I meant. That's what you said. Damn it. Damn it, Dan. Do, I've crunched, do your bit. I've crunched my notes up in the stress now. In a world where the word minority means small. <laughs> That's dreadful. <laughs> terrible. Is that worse? Yeah, it's probably worse. Oh, I'd say just leave worse. it now at this stage. All right. Worse. Well, I meant I meant only good things. I'm sorry. So let's imagine we live in the future, Ben, where yeah. where everything is fair. Imagine we're all people. No, yeah, no, we are all people. But yeah, uh, okay. And John so Lennon. We li- John's a whole. The Screw whole, that I guy. Hate, I hate John Lennon. Everyone hates him. Everyone with any so, sense. He was the worst Beatle. Let's what? imagine, Ben, <laughs> we live in a world where two things happen. 
the first thing which happens is that um, all mo- where we live in a world where it's unremarkable for a movie to be diverse. Okay. And we also live in a world where you let me finish a fucking thought without interrupting me. <laughs> bit rich coming from interrupty McInterrupt face over there. <laughs> so anyway, right? Um, <laughs> in that world, this film will be remembered as a good film. Yay! But it won't be remembered as significantly as it is, if you know what I mean. As the cultural um, milestone. Yeah, exactly. When when its when its impact as a cultural milestone is less relevant, it will still be a good film because it's a good film, but it mm. won't be one of the best films ever made by a long shot. That's fair enough. You see what I'm saying? Um in a lot of ways it's quite similar to Wonder Woman. Okay. It is when you take away the cultural milestones side of things. Okay. A fairly good but not that high above average superhero film. Okay. So, so it's not... like, let's say, right, characters, great. We love Acting, a character. I love a character, Ben. Any sort of character, I'm there, I'm there listening and going, what a character. Um, Acting, great. Motivations, very good. Very good motivations, very interesting. Well written. Well written. Um, it's 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 humorous. It's witty, but it's humorous and witty in the way a Captain America film is, not the way an Iron Man film is or a Thor Ragnarok. So there's no smart arsery. No, there's very little smart arsery. There's a bit of bants there's, oh, between Black bants. Panther and his and his sister, but um, but not any flat uh, flat out comedy. Um, world building, Ben. Fantastic. Yes. Really? Visual. Yeah, fantastic. Oh. Like, I, I was saying this to someone the other day. Wakanda. Ben, do you remember Underworld? Yes. With Kate Beckinsale? I more remember the latex, but yeah. yeah I, think it was, I think it was vinyl, but that doesn't matter. Um, do you remember where those films... Where are those films set? Uh, mostly like, in either apartment blocks or weird gothic palaces. Yeah, or research facilities or on the highway to the city. Yeah. They like highways. There are lots of highways going to the city, and the cities are like kind of Eastern European, but kind of Russian, but kind of American, and also definitely Canada. Yeah, it's a weird one. Right? And that world, when Kate Beckinsale and her delightful bottom, when the movie ends, that world ends. Yeah. That world doesn't make sense without Kate Beckinsale having an adventure in it. Yeah, that's fair enough. She's she's the centerpiece. Whereas Wakanda... Yeah. feels like it existed before I went to see it in the cinema. Ooh. And it feels like it continues existing when I'm not there. Well, that's quite good. Yeah, that's, that's quite what I'm good. saying. There the world, world building is great. There aren't many movies that do that in the superhero genre. The, the world building... So, as I said, uh, uh, acting, characters, world biz- building, visuals, style, uh, music, the most... I don't like the phrase the most unique because if something's unique, then it's unique. You know what I'm saying, Ben? Yeah, yeah, I understand. But yeah, the most unique soundtrack I've heard for a mainstream high budget superhero movie. It's it's lots a little of, bit of Kendrick Lamar in the weekend, no? Yeah, but lots of African drums as well, Ooh. and lots of uh, different beats and rhythms that you don't usually associate with 
great. mainstream films. It's it's also fun hearing like the African drums kind of sidling into a bit of an Avengers style theme. Ooh, that's kind of interesting. So they try to work all um, that in there, huh? So in terms of all of that stuff, fantastic. Um, but oh, mm. yeah, mm. Uh, the plot's pretty pretty straightforward, pretty standard. Um, Do you know what? I don't think Marvel has ever, ever come up with a great plot. No, the great plots aren't there. That's thing. not what they're there to do. I don't think. And and uh, like, don't get me wrong. Some of the movies are fantastic. Some of the movies are meh. But the one yeah. thing you could say about all of them is that the plots aren't amazing things. They're not, you know. No, and they've yet to make a horrible movie either. Yeah, absolutely. They they do in terms of plot. They do perfectly adequate, mid-range, middle-of-the-road, neither good, neither terrible, nor wonderful movies. Like, they're yeah. just... In terms of plot, exactly. Yeah. Um, and you, you would say the same of Thor Ragnarok. Yeah. Nothing exciting in that plot, standard plot. No. Um, Civil War, I think, it was one of the better ones because it had little twists and turns and... Yeah, it was more like a mid- spy thriller in certain aspects. Yeah, even Winter Soldier was, was, I mean, there was a little bit more complexity to the plot of Winter Soldier. A little bit, but not yeah. a lot. Yeah. Um, then also the the action scenes in Black Panther, the, the climactic second act action scene mm-hmm. is a little bit disappointing. It's, uh, ah. it's, where, it's where Killmonger challenges Black Panther. You've seen it in the trailer where yeah, they're yeah. both topless in the in the waterfall. Yeah, um, the money shot. Yeah, it's, I mean, it's a one-on-one fight and it's very emotional and there's a lot of history and personal beef between the two characters. Oh, a little bit of beef. But in terms of an action scene, it's a little bit standard. Ah, nerds. But then the big, the big action scene at the end is pretty good and pretty entertaining and the chase at the beginning. I mean, at the chase at the beginning is another standard... Chasing black SUVs, chase. Black Panther leaping over cars. Doing yeah, thing. I believe it's pronounced leaping. Leaping over cars. Ah. Yeah. Um, so Ben, another, one, one, one last thing I'd like to like say before we finish talking about Black Panther is um, I would like to get some African opinions on Black Panther. I think that would be very interesting because right, right now, and I'm not singling anything out or doing anything like that right now the the majority of praise in terms of cultural things is from african americans yes and it seems very important for african americans this movie yeah but i would like to hear from an african because i know that if not if when irish americans make movies about ireland they can be very cringy for irish people to watch jesus christ it's so rough and there so were one rough. or two scenes in Black Panther, um, the coronation scene in particular, where there's lots of people in different colourful uh, robes standing yeah. on the side of a cliff doing a dance. Um, bit I would like to see a little bit. I would like to see what real, honest to God, people who live and people who've lived in Africa their whole life, what do they think of, I think it's, of Black Panther? It's that similar thing. I, I suppose if you want to use our our version of it, the Irish American thing is I I don't know. I I always I come across a lot of uh, Irish Americans and they they seem to think they're more Irish than the Irish themselves. They love to go on about that kind of thing and they have this whole obsession with the ancient Celtic warrior race and this kind of you know hard drinking, hard fighting kind of Irishman. And it's it's quite far from who we are 
Yeah, well, now you, you <laughs> have trimmed, you have plucked eyebrows. I do, I do. I have to take care <laughs> of the unibrow. I haven't uni-brow. noticed, Ben. I have to take care of the unibrow. No, three these, weeks in Italy. This is all. This is all pure natural, all over here. <laughs> but uh, Get out this, here. this middle section right here, this is firmly plucked. We, we'll have no unibrows in the podcast. Thank you very much, Michael. It's more for your ben. benefit than mine. I'm hideous with it. <laughs> I wouldn't be able to say anything witty because I'd be distracted by your hideousness. <laughs> to be a caterpillar joining us on the podcast, it'd be awful. Benjamin, shall we move on and talk about another thing? Sure, why not? Um, so uh, last. Week- oh, Ben, sorry, one oh, thing. Yes. Um, two things actually. Yes. Post-credit scenes for Black Panther. How do we do? How do we do? Uh, we, two post-credit scenes. To be honest, not worth staying for. Oh, I'm not. Uh, the one, the mid-credit scene, yes, would have been better suited to just being in the film, mm. and the end-credit scene. And I'm going to do a little spoiler here, so <gasps> cover your cover your ears if you've got a sensitive, <gasps> if your ears are sensitive to spoilers. Fair. But I mean, it's 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 so not spoilers that it doesn't. It's yeah. Basically, we see Bucky is up and about in Wakanda. Oh, okay. Uh, okay. I mean, yeah. Was that not to be? He's he's in the trailer for Infinity War. Infinity War. War, Up and about in Wakanda. Yeah. Yeah. Like so. No, no no spoilers there, kid. No spoilers there. Um, So that's great. I mean, not worth staying the extra fifteen minutes for, if you ask me. Yeah. Oh, another thing. Yes. Um, Black Panther on track for a huge opening. Yeah. What is it? Eight. Upwards of two hundred million. Yeah. One hundred and eighty million is what I saw, but yeah, you're upwards of two hundred now at this point, I think. Yeah, huge opening. Again, it's that big cultural thing. I don't know. It's kind of interesting. I've seen the. It, it was interesting that you mentioned that, like the the black community in America really is getting behind this this film. Like this is a big mm-hmm. thing for them, and I think it's it's weird because they're so like it's such an African movie. Like, it doesn't yep. represent African-American black culture. But you see Twitter. Twitter has that wonderful, that wonderful, awful place where people get to scream at each other with zero consequences. I, I don't know. I miss real life. If you scream at someone in real life, you, you take the risk of getting a slap. Like yeah, anyone that's, the gob. Yeah, anyone that screams at you in the street is, is probably going to end up in a, in, in a bad L way. Let's, let's no. be honest. You love a little bit Me? of... You love a little bit of... Street justice. I like, a, I like a tussle, Ben, but I'm yeah. not going to attack someone who yeah. screams at me. No, but if they repeatedly scream at you and you know sling various forms of abuse at you based on race, gender, or something else, you know, you, you might it might irritate you. You might shout yeah, back. Kindly inter- you yeah, might, yeah, you know, like I'd probably and, threaten to harm them. That's 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 how these things work. You know, we have that <laughs> social element where you go, oh, I won't scream at him because he's a big fucker and he might fuck me up. Like, that's yeah, how we stay civil, the but the internet takes all that away, and it's really interesting to see, because naturally we have all the, all the nervous white folks, and they're, they're giving out yards, saying that it's not a, you know, it's not just for black people, and it's not blah, 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 and we have all this crap, and then you have, on the other side of that, you have, like, the really intense African-American people who are like, if you're white, you're not allowed to see this movie, if you're white, you're not allowed to comment on this movie, you know, so you have these two polar ends of very different I- spectrums. And it's, it's um, I actually haven't encountered that. Um, although, you know, I'm not that active on Twitter or Reddit's. But uh, I haven't actually encountered uh, this movie isn't a movie for white people. Oh, I'll send you on some, I'll send you on some Twitter screenshots. It's, it's really oh, thanks, enjoyable. Ben. It's really enjoyable. Um, no, but it's just interesting because it's, it's, again, it's not American at all. I mean, it's American made. It's, it's, it's American starred in. Chadwick Boseman mm-hmm. is from Carolina, as it turns out. Um 
Uh, and, you know, obviously, uh, Killmonger, or what's his name? Michael B. Jordan. He's American as well. And then Lupita oh, um, Nyong'o. Nyong'o. Thank Nyong'o. you. She's English. Like, uh, so no, She's Mexican. Is she? Yeah. Oh, okay. I did not know that at all. Never mind. Um, so, it's kind of interesting in that regard. And everyone's going on about it like it's some great American achievement. And yet it centers completely around an African nation. It's a great American achievement in terms of an all-black cast. Mm-hmm. But it's it's Except not for at the all. Talking white guys. It's yeah. It's it's not at all African American. Like Luke Cage, I think is a far better representation of African American culture than Black Panther is. Well, I mean, see it first before you commit okay. to that, because there are, it does connect a little to Eric Kill, Kill, Killmonger, Killmonger is super American, isn't he? He's... Yeah, and the whole his whole motivation is built around. Um, this conversation. Oh, okay. All right. I'll go. I'll and go it's see a, it. like it's a it's a relatively believable um, characterization. He's still a fucking lunatic, obviously, but um, it, it you, is a you get what he does. He, it. Yeah, I mean, he has a believable motivation, not necessarily. Uh, not necessarily. Uh, like I, I, I felt that it would be hard to call Vulture in Spider-Man: Homecoming the villain, mm. um, because he. A lot of bad things happen to him. And a lot of bad things happen to Killmonger as well. Okay. But he's still a lunatic. Okay, he's just mad. He's a proper lunatic. But it, it, he's trained by the CIA to be a lunatic, so... Oh, okay. He, he's definitely a lunatic. He's like... There, but things happen to him that make him a lunatic. So you kind of relate to him in that way. I have a... not... Yes, go on. Yeah, I have a really important question, though. What was it? Does he have a logo? Killmonger? Yeah. Ah, never mind. Logo. It was a, it was a throwback to oh the thing about previous. the villains. Ah, it's oh, fine. It's fine. Yeah, yeah. Fucked it up. It's fine. Ben, let's let's move on. It's fine. Um, uh, so sorry, I, I sidetracked us there because I was kind of interested. Um, so what else happened this week? Not not a whole lot. Know, you want Michael, to... every, everything's been super. Oh, I have a I have a mini. Why would you do that? <laughs> oh, Ben's famous segment. Why would you Ben's, do that? Ben's famous segment. Are you familiar with the Rock, Michael? Yes, Dwayne, Dwayne the Rock Johnson. He's a rather large man. He's got some. He's an tattoos. incredibly large man. Um, he's he's jacked, I believe, is what the kids say. Um, and um, he's going to star in an upcoming video game adaptation. Have you Rampage. Seen Rampage. And yes. I watched the trailer at yeah. the weekend, and my why would you do that is slightly different this time Go on. because I've looked. I looked at it, and I really want to see it. I have no <laughs> idea why. <laughs> What what uh, I, what got you? Was it the flying wolf, I, the giant ape? It's just the silliness of the whole film. I think it's a phenomenal blockbuster in that it's completely unashamedly a ridiculous blockbuster. It goes mm. right back to the nineties where you have like man and animal bond, and like one guy is going to save the animal because nobody understands the animal. It's so Jurassic Park meets Mighty Joe Kong, and like it's it's crazy. Yeah, it's mental. And it's amazing that these films are being made. Jeffrey D. and Morgan is this sarcastic, like, government agent where it's like, you shouldn't put him in the plane. And then Jeffrey D. Morgan is like, I think we'll be fine. And then you're like, oh, it's, it's just, it's all hell breaks loose. But I don't know. And the reason it's in Why Would You Do That? It's, it's why it's in this segment. Who sat down in a Hollywood executive's office and said, do you remember that really obscure video game? Where you it's pit. not that obscure. Is it? Oh, is it not? Okay, then never mind. But do you remember that video game where you had giant monsters kicking the crap out of each other? Yeah. 
You know the way we keep trying to make serious movies about giant monsters like Pacific Rim or Godzilla? <laughs> yeah. Why don't we just not do that and make a movie about giant monsters? And everyone's like, who could, yeah. who could we put in it? <laughs> if only there was some sort of giant man who, who is who's... somehow both ridiculous and incredibly popular. And charismatic at the same time. I was like, oh, I know a guy. He's got big Samoan tattoos. No problem. Bring him in. Um, and so there we have this amazing movie that's going to come out. And it just looks ridiculous. Ben, the sheer joy that uh, you're experiencing while I discussing know. this film is a rarity. It was so strange. I was sitting at home and I was watching the trailer and I was like, am I fucking happy? And I was. It was fucking happy. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, it was ridiculous. Benjamin, speaking of uh, surprising films, have you watched The Cloverfield Paradox? Yet. I, Hold I, on, let me I, clear my throat a little bit here. Sure, sure. <clears throat> a, little, a little bit curly. Yes, go on. I, I, first of all, the, the way I found out about The Cloverfield Paradox... Um, was the huge hype after the Super Bowl was like, Netflix just blew everybody's mind by dropping a film in the middle of the Super Bowl. And I was yes. like, that that for me is not a huge deal because every time I come to Netflix, I see something that I knew there was a trailer for and I'm like, oh, they released it. And the way I know oh, they released okay. it is because it's there in bold on the screen and it's the first thing they advertise on, the, on their website whenever something new drops. But I'm never all that aware of Netflix drops and they always seem quite unceremonious to me. So, yeah okay yeah I so i don't saying. i didn't really understand why everyone was like oh my god they dropped it in the middle of the super bowl it's like who who cares like this they dropped it in the middle of the halftime at the super bowl one more half it's done you're sitting there with your buddies and you have this big pack of hype um secondly i don't really care about the cloverfield series like for me it's most famous for inventing the awful shaky cam footage crap well Blair Witch was responsible for the shaky cam but they kind of brought it back they did bring it back I think it had kind of was an eight yeah I think it had kind of died a death rightfully so because it's fucking irritating Um, right and then I think they decided oh yeah we'll have a big CGI monster and we'll we'll you know have everyone film it The, the interesting thing about this movie though is that it's 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 the first kind of major movie that's dropped on Netflix without any warning Oh, okay. So there was no trailers or anything. Or there was no build-up. Well, the, on there was case. one trailer on the Super Bowl at the halftime, and then they dropped it at the end of the at the end of the game, the match, um, the, the sporting event. But Ben, disappointingly, it's not that good. I heard this. I heard. I think yeah. everyone kind of went, "Whoa! Is this the next phase of, of films where we just don't get warning?" And then I think everybody actually watched it after their initial scramble to cover. This big event, they're like, oh, never mind. Never mind. This is not the Yeah, next. it's just fine. Yeah, it's just, just fine. What's the deal this time? Because we had what? We had Cloverfield Lane. We had the yeah, original we had Cloverfield. Cloverfield. The original Cloverfield, Cloverfield Lane, and now we have the Cloverfield Paradox. And the Cloverfield Lane is a weird kind of... Uh, well, what? the thing that they seem to be doing, the Cloverfield series now seems to have defined itself as taking spec scripts for horror movies of any genre... And then twist, putting a little Cloverfield twist on them somehow. Um, Cloverfield Lane was originally a horror film called The Basement or The Cellar. Which makes sense because it's set in uh, Basement or Cellar. Yeah, exactly. And then it only had the Cloverfield ending tacked on. And this oh. film was originally a spec script called The God Particle. Oh. About uh, a space station trying to smash Higgs bosons together. Which had Cloverfield stuff tagged on. What's, what's then, so wait? What's what's the Cloverfield stuff in in this one? Spoilers. 
<clears throat> well, they smashed the Higgs bosons together to try and create energy for the planet. Yeah. And that accidentally releases the monsters that we saw in the first and second oh, film. Oh, for Christ's sake. So this is like a prequel thing. Yeah. Wait, what What are the one? I haven't seen Cloverfield Lane either. I just knew John Goodman was being John Goodman. And, um, yeah, when she... Spoilers, obviously, for Cloverfield Lane. When she escapes at the end of Cloverfield Lane, it turns out John Goodman wasn't lying and the world has been taken over by aliens. Oh, okay. Um, and they're the Cloverfield aliens. That's silly. Um, yeah, it's fine. Look, the best thing about it is that Chris O'Dowd is in it. Chris O'Dowd? Noted Irishman yeah. Chris O'Dowd. And... He plays an Irish character, and I think this is the first time I've ever seen this. He's an Irishman in space with an Irish flag on his spacesuit. Get in! Does he? Does so he that's play, really what? Does he play his character from the IT crowd? Yeah, basically, he's like, an engineer. The Higgs boson thing was like, have you tried turning it on and off again? And yeah, no, he does do pretty much. Oh, yeah. Excellent. He comes up with a plan to save them and the the German guy says, ah, so that will give us 200 more kilowatts of power. That's pretty clever. And his response is, I'm pretty clever. Yeah, that's... Yeah, it's... plays... uh, (laughs) Roy being Roy. Awesome. Yeah. I love it. So it's it's almost worth it for that. Uh, Almost. It's not worth it. It's not use. So it's not not so good. Not so good. Oh, man, that's that's crazy. Um, Yeah, that's... Okay. So no, no to Cloverfield Paradox... Then. Nah, don't bother. Watch the Chris O'Dead bits. They're kind of funny. But okay. There'll be a super cut on YouTube in about a month. Um, yeah. It'll be grand. Benjamin. Yes. We've had a tweet. Yay. Love now. Tweet. Uh, we've had a tweet from Downsy2001. Sorry. <laughs> Downsy2001. Okay. Or Downsy2001. Maybe it's a I, binary I, thing. I think it's fair that it's 2001. Was he born in 2001? Is, he very, is, is it a very young person? How do how would I know, Ben? It's a tweet. I, I don't know. It's a tweet. Yeah, fair enough. Okay. So, um, Downsy says, <clears throat> Downsy 2001, he says, Hey, homosexual slurs. Oh. Uh, I decided not to read out the homosexual slur. Oh. Hey, homosexual slurs. If you're so smart, which I don't think we've ever claimed, but anyway. I have. If you're so smart. Yeah, you have. Actually. <laughs> uh, who would you cast to play Doctor Doom? Ooh. Oh, oh! It's a good <laughs> question, that's isn't it? Good question. God, I think damn. it's one of the hardest casting jobs in in movies ever. Yeah, like, it's a very tough question. That's t- like because which one do you take? Like which Doom do you take? Well, I mean, let's assume it's a Marvel movie and it's classic Doom. It's King of Latveria, super scientist, super ego, maniacal. Wizard. Yeah, yeah, okay. super ego, maniacal, but well spoken. Eloquent, eloquent hero to his own nation. Yeah. Okay. That's that's, not cackling lunatic. That's really good. That's a really good question. And he has to be like physically intimidating. So you have to believe he could beat most characters in a fight, but also intelligent. It's it's tricky. I mean, you know, shame on him for. The racial slurs or the well, no, it was a homosexual slur. Homosexuals, my apologies. Yeah, slurs, they're all the same to me. Oh, controversial. (laughs) Um, (laughs) um, Stop stalling, just answer the question. I I don't know, but the name that's immediately jumping to my head is Michael Shannon. Michael Shannon, Michael Shannon, like he played Zod and he overplayed Zod, but I think that might have been, I think that might have been the script more than Michael Shannon. Like, I've seen Michael Shannon do reserved method mm-hmm. and i've seen him do it quite well 
um, like I think he could play a very good conflicted Doctor Doom. I don't think Doom should be conflicted. Yeah, okay. So you see, we've lost that one then. Mm. Um, well, I mean, like, like, uh, Michael Shannon can't only play conflicted. You know, he can do. I'd say he could do quite grand. I'm trying to think of other great. Um, I, I also, for some reason, have a really funny image of like a really disinterested Bill Murray playing him. Like, <laughs> like well, I mean, that hey, would be great. I guess that you know, would be amazing. It's that variant. You can you can do that if you want. You know, it's so cool. I I was thinking about it because obviously I had the advantage of you over you here of yeah. having read this tweet before. I was thinking, um, maybe Jason Isaac. Oh, that's good, isn't it? That's that's it. I think he might be a little small and a little thin. But we can of face. You know, we can. You want a broad face doom. I, I think I do want a broad face doom, that's but fair. I think that that's less important See, than Shannon's got that covered. Shannon does have the good face, I have to say. It's Shannon broad. has the right face for it. I think Shannon might be a little bit too American-looking. Uh, he is very American. And Doom shouldn't be, I think, too obviously American-looking. Well, do we know any decent English? or Do we know any decent Czech or Russian? or You know, because Laferia is traditionally Eastern European-esque. Isn't yeah, it? yeah. Another made-up Marvel nation. I don't know, I like Isaacs, though. Isaac, Jason Isaac, Jason Isaacs. I like him for it because yeah. a lot of the qualities of Doom we saw in Lorca. Yeah, that's true. His his crew loved him, but everyone else thought he was a evil renegade. That's true. Um, he always seemed to have everything under control. Unfortunately, when he met his end, he became a cackling, stereotypical lunatic. Uh, you can never win them all. You can no. never win them all. But yeah, it's a good question. Um it's a, it's a it's a it's a it's a tricky one. Man, that's so. I tough. think it might be the trickiest casting. Obviously, <clears throat> the person you wouldn't choose is. Oh crap! I've forgotten his name. Toby. The guy who played him. Yeah, Toby something, isn't it? Uh, yeah, oh yeah, I forgot about him. He didn't play Doctor Doom. He oh, him. Julian Whatchamacallit? Julian McMahon. Julian Whatchamacallit? Julian McMahon. You wouldn't God, pick him, obviously. Oh, he was awful. I think he, he was... had the look. He. Yeah, but he was so American. He had that big, like, white open shirt, black trousers, CEO crap going on. I was just like, ugh. ugh. Yeah, it was. He was, he was shockingly bad. No, I, I think you'd have to go... Yes, yeah, it's, it's, it's really hard to pick someone who I has... I actually wouldn't mind if he wasn't so deeply ingrained in our minds as Magneto. I wouldn't mind Fastbender. Fastbender would have been perfect. Fastbender I think would have Fastbender been, would have done a, he a tasty done a job decent, of it. A decent job, because you could have had the whole read. The, yeah, that would have been great. Although huh. the worry with Fassbender would have been the accent. Yeah, he he can't mask it. He's tried. He's tried. Yeah, but he could probably slap on an old Russian esque thing. I don't think Doom should have a Russian esque accent. Oh, he's, he's, a, he's so educated he's a, and so oh, yeah, intelligent. Okay, he's Oxford educated. He should speak with a British accent, as far as I'm concerned. Yeah. That'd be kind of interesting if you did a a Reed and Doom at Cambridge opening. I'd like to see Reed Richards outside of America at some point. Yeah. All Marvel's big scientists are American. Except for Hank McCoy. Well, except for Scottish. Black Panther. Yeah. Oh. Ooh. Um, don't, forget, don't forget Black Panther. Yeah, really. that's on me. That's on me. That's interesting, though. And Moira McTaggart. She's Scottish, isn't she? Unless you yeah. watch the the prequels, in which case she's a CIA agent. 
yeah, for some reason. For fuck's sake, like, what was that about? Um, but yeah, I don't know. That's 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 a. T- I'm sitting here thinking, I'm like, who else could play Doctor? Surely Doom? the listeners, Ben. The listeners can make suggestions. Let's move on. Yeah. Speaking of characters like Jason Isaac, Jason Isaacs is a, a, a very beloved, um, very beloved character actor in film and television. Go on. Um, sometimes, Michael, when you write a script, um, you have yes. these great characters that need great people to fill actors. Them. No, but what yes. what you don't want when you have a great character, Michael, is you don't want a person who's famous for being a famous actor. So you the don't rock. you don't want your rocks in there because nobody looks at everybody who say, who saw Moana, for example. Yes. When they saw Maui, the I haven't seen Moana then. Moana's great. Um actually okay, quite a later. decent film. Um across the board. Um but when they say when they see Maui, they don't see the South Pacific Island god of creation. They see the rock in animated form. Yes. You know what I mean? Like, it's hard to separate some actors from their personality. I would largely say that when people look at Thor, they see Chris Hemsworth. Right. Or when they look at Captain America, they see Chris Evans. You know what I mean? There's no subtlety to those performances. They very much embody the character, but they're almost synonymous with that character at this point. You know what I mean? Okay. Whereas Mm -hmm. certain roles require an actor of finesse who slips between these kind of roles and embodies them in a different way. Every time Ben says finesse, he does a little gesture with his fingers like finesse. Finesse Finesse has a very specific (laughs) series of hand gestures. Um, And so you you have certain actors that embody things in in a a more subtle way. And because they're not as famous, nobody Mm -hmm. confuses the actor with the character. And that allows them to move from role to role. Right. So you're saying it's it's not like people who watch the movie Die Hard and then they say, and then Bruce Willis climbs through the vents yeah. and Bruce Willis jumps down and kicks Alan Rickman. Exactly. For example, when you talk about Star Trek Discovery, you say Lorca. Yeah. You don't say, you, you say Isaacs when you're talking about the performance, but you say Lorca when you're describing the show. Yeah. So it's I the kind say... of person that isn't separated from the, the character remains independent. They're embodied by that actor, but you don't swap backwards and forwards all the time. Like Patrick Stewart. Like Patrick Stewart. Everybody says Picard, but you automatically yeah. think Or Xavier. Stewart. 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 Like it there I don't know. I think he is a character actor. Do you? Cause, yeah, because yeah. he's, 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 when he's in Star Trek, he's Picard. He's not Patrick Stewart. He's just Picard. Oh, yes. And then when he's in X-Men, he's Xavier. He's not Patrick Stewart. He's just Xavier. Yeah, I, but there are those distinctions between different actors. Like, they, they're very mm-hmm. much, they're either their actor playing a character or they're a character. Like, you don't, right. you don't get. So today, Michael, what I'd like to take a look at is, is famous character actors. Okay, go on. Because we, we, we live in a, we, we, well, we... Make a podcast about a world that that has lauded character actors in it. I think, like, in terms of pop culture and science fiction and fantasy, certain actors just seem to be, like, no fails. As in, you put them in it and everyone's going to love it. Do you know what I mean? Like, the most famous example I can think of is Alan Tudyk. Uh, The Um, Tudster. The Tudster. Like... The man is intensely likable by nature, apparently. Like you watch him, you watch him in 
interviews and things like that. And he's a very easygoing kind of great guy. And then you watch him in shows and you automatically, I don't know, for me personally, for me personally. Go on, on, Ben, go on. Any show he's in, I kind of tend to love his character, even if I don't love the show. Like his yeah, ca- and even when he's the bad guy, even when he's a bad guy, that ca- I don't know what he does. He just seems to be able to be great in different shows. Like his most famous character, I think, is probably Wash from Firefly. Yeah, he's um, like Leaf on the Wind, and that's the one. That's the one that kind of defined him. But he's because of his great performance in that. I think he was probably one of the most loved characters on that show. Yeah, um, that's how you know he's going to get killed. Yeah, and that's because Whedon is a cruel, sadistic god. Um, and has yeah. no time for that. Um, and I think the only place where I've ever seen the Whedon strategy fail is when Quicksilver dies in Avengers uh, 2. Because everyone was like, who who gives a yeah. monkey? Like, yeah, yeah, good. Cool. He was unpleasant. He was unpleasant. Um, Didn't see that coming, did you? Yeah, yeah we kept prick. the third Olsen sister and everyone's like, oh, look, she's on the team now and nobody cares. Um, I don't know. She's the good Olsen sister. She's well, She's a better actor than the other two. Um, yeah, and more attractive. Well, that's your opinion. Um, although at this stage, I think it's probably fair to say. Um, yeah. Anyway, sorry. He Ben, has, stop rambling. He Get has to the gone point. To, sorry, Alan Tudyk has gone on to take on other roles. Ben, just um, just for the listeners who don't know who Alan Tudyk is, give us a list of some things he's in. So he's in Firefly. Uh, more recently, he was in. Uh, Dirk Gently's Holistic Detective Agency. Season, oh, seen that? Yeah, season two. Um, he pops up in movies a lot. He was in the only failure I've ever seen him in was the recently horrific attempt by DC to make a superhero comedy. I don't know if you saw that. It was a group of oh product powerless. Yeah, P P. They were a group of research and development uh, in thing, and he plays um, Bruce Wayne's kind of. Cousin. Cousin, yeah. And the only funny thing about the show is him, because he just sits in his office trying to figure out how he can impress his cousin, Bruce Wayne. Um, And it's hilarious. I forgot about that. Um, It failed. It's been cancelled. But he kind of... It wasn't very good. He has this kind of cult following um, as Alan Tudyk. Um, And yeah, he's kind of up there with Nathan Fillion. Nathan Fillion is another actor who pops up in things, and you're always delighted when he pops up. Um, <laughs> he, he was also in Dollhouse He was also in Dollhouse Oh yeah he is in Dollhouse I completely forgot he was in Dollhouse He played the mysterious kind of background villain For the first series Who turned out to be a tragic hero in the second series Yeah he's trying to help He's trying to help out I completely forgot that He's great as that villain Yes he's very good He's great as that villain um, Yeah, Alpha but, Is that his name Alpha? Yeah, I can't. Rem- I couldn't remember. Turns out, the uh, sister in in Altered Carbon was also in Dollhouse. She's Sierra. Yes, in Dollhouse. Deacon Lackman. Yeah, that's her. That's it's weird that she's played two consciousness body swapping. It's very kids. interesting, actually. Yeah. She she is a real sci-fi genre stalwart. Mm. She was uh, Sierra in Dollhouse. So then she was. Um, she was. The sister. What's the sister's name in Altered Carbon? Uh, she's Ray Ray Rail something. Railgun. I, I think Rail it's Rail Gun, Kovacs. That's it. It's got to be Rail Kovacs. And she was also um, Daisy Johnson's mother in Agents of Shield for a full season. There you go. She is currently in Supergirl. Oh, is she? Um, I didn't know she that. is. 
I, I don't want to attack actors because it's 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 obviously a very difficult craft. But she was, I think, one of the weakest parts of Dollhouse. That every character she played seemed like Ditchin Lackman as a. Oh, okay. There was no. So full now it's Deacon Lackman as a ninja. Now it's Deacon Lackman as a cook. And oh, okay. Yeah, but she's not. She, she's not phenomenal. But no. like she's. So that that brings me on to the second type. That's a good segue. Um, Thanks, Ben. We have so you have those, those kind of beloved um, character actors. Do you have any yourself? I, I mean, uh, no. No, it's okay. I mean, there's some people you just like showing up. Yeah. When they show up, you go, "Oh, look so who that, he is!" So that, yeah, that right there is the second type of character actor that you have. They kind of use them as, you know, nostalgia currency. Or, or it's yeah. it's hard to define what they are. They pop up and everybody goes, I would "Hey, call them human Easter eggs." Yeah. So the the perfect example that I can think of for that is James Masters from Buffy. Oh, he played Spike, Spike in Buffy, and again, very similar to Dita. I'm not gonna get that right. Deacon Lackman. Deacon, thank you very much. Very similar to her. He was not. He very much plays James Masters as. In whatever he does, like he's Spike with different colored hair, in everything. Yeah, like he played. Um, he was Brainiac in Smallville. Yes, when they he had was. that uh, whole thing, he popped up in another series called Warehouse Thirteen. Um, he was a was villain he in Warehouse Thirteen. Yeah, he's the he's the immortal villain in that. Um, I stopped watching that. It got very bad. Um, and then okay, he, he had. Um, he's in something. More recently, which I'm not going to remember. He was in Runaways. Yes, Runaways. That's it. Thank you very much. Runaways. That's the one. He but, was He was imagine if Chase Stein's father was Spike from Buffy. Yeah, exactly. But that's all he plays. So they, every show that casts him is looking for that kind of throwback cash out from Buffy. You know oh, what I mean? Oh, that's what you think it is. You get, not, so he is just a human Easter egg. Not, yeah, similar to that. Where, so I think certain character actors are, are beloved for their place in cultural history. And I think other character actors are beloved for their performances. And then I think there's a third type that's just beloved for oh. playing themselves as themselves. So, like, Keith David is a perfect example of a character actor who just plays himself in every single thing. Yep. He's this Keith David in everything. Big, larger-than-life, kind of, <laughs> you know, happy, positive man. In everything he's in. Have you ever have you ever played the video game series? Uh, I know this is a no, but have you ever played the video game Saints series? Saints Row. Uh, Saints Row, yes. Yes, where they take the piss out of Mass You've Effect pl- in Saints Row 3. Saints Row, yes. Yeah. Uh, it started as a Grand Theft Auto yeah. rip-off. But then Keith David plays Keith David. Yes, and he's vice president. Is it vice president Keith vice David? Vice president Keith David, yeah. yeah it's great. So like there punches are, aliens. There are other characters that that just get this automatic pass. Do you know what I mean? Because it's them. It's like oh, Keith David, awesome, and you just love them for being Keith David well, it, in that thing. An interesting one on that kind of style is uh, Samuel L. Jackson as Nick Fury. Yeah, like he's because just, <laughs> he's just Samuel L. Jackson. <laughs> yeah, but there's an interesting reason for that, and it's that if they had cast him uh, he would never have been cast as Nick Fury because he's so Samuel L. Jackson 
But then the comics, the the Miller, the it wasn't Miller actually. Who was it? It was Bendis, I think. No, who no, wrote the Ultimates? It's um, it was Miller. It's Miller. It was Miller. One of, when one Miller of, wrote one of, the Ultimates, yeah, one of his more restrained wrote, arcs in the initial one. Yeah, exactly. But when he wrote the Ultimates, he wrote the new version of Nick Fury as Samuel L. Jackson, and they even say it in the comic. They have a conversation about who would play them in a movie. And and Nick Fury says it would obviously be the great Samuel L. Jackson. Yeah, and then, and then that started the inexorable tidal wave of Samuel L. Jackson ending up in the Avengers. And that it's was great. Brilliant. You gotta love every once in a while when Samuel L. Jackson comes along and just Samuel L. Jackson's it. Like, not a memorable. Nick Fury is not a memorable character in the Avengers. No, series. because it's Samuel L. Jackson. Yeah, because it's Samuel L. Jackson. And every once in a while, Samuel L. Jackson turns up and tells all these superheroes what to do, and that's cool. That's cool, but it's just like he's also slowly like losing shape as he goes along. Like the last version of Nick Fury had a little little gut on him underneath <laughs> his spy pole neck, and I was like, oh, that's what happens to oh. older people. Sam, then. Yeah, Sam, just but, but Sam's phoned it in. He's just like, you can't change me. I'm Samuel. I'm Samuel Fury. Like it's not. You can't. Like the two are inseparable. Sorry, there's a. An ambulance outside my window there. An That's Italian a ambulance. Little taste of Italian ambulances for those Italian ambulance enthusiasts listening to the podcast. Um, but ah, yeah. finally they got to the main topic. Yeah. Um, and then I think there's other, you know, there are other actors that kind of. So, Legion, you're a fan. I enjoy Legion. Yeah, I think Jermaine Clement is a great example of a character actor who fuses maybe all three elements of those things Jermaine Clement plays uh, yeah. um, what's his name uh, Shadow King no no well he's no he's he doesn't the play new, Shadow King he's the new ride along for the Shadow King but he's the founder of whatever counter institute um, they all work for yeah, I can't actually remember the in, character's name yeah but he plays this really cool 70s, I think it was Jermaine yeah it's, yeah it's possibly something like that but he's kind of a perfect example. He's able to embody different characters. He pops up and people go, oh, it's that guy. And then, but he's also like famous for his work on Flight of the Concords, uh, mm-hmm. where he came from. And stuff like that. So he's got all three. He's got like a cultural place. He's got, you know, oh, it's that guy from that thing. And he's got like a decent performance. Like he was in Men in Black 3. Yes, as not a, great. As a ridiculously awful villain. But people kind of like yeah. that character. People were kind of like, oh, this is so ridiculous. And he hams it up. He hammed it up hard. He just, he was just like, fuck yeah, it. Yeah, he killed Nicole Scherzinger. Yeah, he he was just like, fuck it. I'm going to, it's going to be hammy. I'm, I'm going to ham it up. And he does. Like, it's hammy as hell. How did Men in 3, how did, how did Men in Black 3 get made? It's awful. Men in Black 3 get made? It's, Will Smith. It's awful. But Josh Brolin's in it. Like, it shouldn't be awful. Yeah, Josh Brolin is it. Josh Brolin. Then have you heard totally unrelated? Have you heard the the Will Smith '90s style rap that someone made for Bright? No. It's called Orc Cop. I think that's. Oh, that's amazing. Have a listen to it. It's a uh, if. It's basically if Will Smith had done a Will Smith rap for oh, Bright. This is what excellent. it would have sounded like. That's it's, amazing. It's well worth listening to. Yeah. Then I have an actor that I want yes. to talk about for a second. Do you know who he is? Uh, His name is Enver... Of course you don't, I haven't told you you yet. (laughs) His name is Enver Jokai. You knew I wouldn't know who this was. Uh, Enver Jokai. You you actually do know who he is, because we've talked about the show he was in, most famously. He was Victor in Dollhouse. Oh, okay. 
I like Victor. Um, so you, you remember the conceit of Dollhouse, right? Yes. Uploaded consciousness. That you have these kind of blank people and other characters are transferred into them briefly. Yeah. And then they can be removed. And the three kind of main uh, blanks or dolls or actives were Eliza Dushku. Yep. Uh, who who is another kind of oh look it's Eliza Dushku Buffy the Vampire Slayer um, fame exactly Whedon uh, Dijon Lackman yep and uh, Enver Jokai and the two ladies in that every character that Eliza Dushku played it always felt like Eliza Dushku as a yeah because she's not in, like a phenomenal actress in this week's episode Eliza Dushku as a CEO. Yeah. In this week's episode, Eliza Dushku as a ski bunny. Yes. In this episode, Eliza Dushku as a bloody singer or whatever. But when they let Enver Jokai mm-hmm. do it, oh man, he was amazing. Yeah, he um, just became whatever character. Like, I've never seen. Now, granted, he was a supporting character, so he didn't have to do it for episode stretches at a time, yeah. and he didn't have to be really consistent with the character. But oh god, there's there's one episode where he he gets well the the kind of tech guy Topher, the traditional geek, sure, um, makes a copy of his own personality and puts it into Victor, and the 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 imitation of the actor playing Topher by the actor playing Victor is so amazing. That if you stop paying attention when they're talking to each other, you lose track of which one is talking. It is one of wow. the most amazing mimicry scenes I have ever seen. I remember and then that he scene does it. Mention it. Yeah, yeah. It is spectacular. And he does it multi like the guy is easy enough to imitate because he's a kind of shaggy from Scooby Doo type character. I think he was shaggy so from Scooby Doo. So it's not it's not an Oscar. No, he wasn't. No, was he, no, he wasn't. He played the. That was he played Matthew the version Willard. of him. No, but he played the weird rip-off version of him in Cabin in the Woods. Yes, exactly. Um, with Chris Hemsworth. With Chris Hemsworth. Oh my god. <laughs> um, so, oh, but he he gets various different characters transferred him into hit him across the the run of the series. Yeah. And every time he does it, he just smashes it to bits and <laughs> he is so entertaining to watch he's one of the most he's probably the most entertaining thing about that whole series that series came out in 2009 and I still remember his, still remember watching those scenes yeah. he's so good and then his career seemed to have stalled a little bit he kind of went on to bit parts he did Walking uh, Dead for a while didn't he he was in a couple of episodes of Walking yeah. Dead uh, he's the cop who Captain America saves in the Avengers oh and then I think obviously because the Whedons love him. Yeah. Uh, he played uh, Agent Peggy Carter's love interest in Agent Carter of S.H.I.E.L.D. Yeah, that's weird, isn't it? He's, he's yeah, I don't know. And it was kind of, I thought, a waste of his talents. I think that's kind of the tragedy of um, character actors, though. You know, Go on. They don't ever really upgrade themselves to to leading man roles like Alan Tudyk for all his prowess and stuff rarely stars as his own you know leading man like he's he you know he's a very talented actor but he he's rarely the centerpiece same with Isaac or Isaac Jason Isaac mm-hmm. they don't make that leap from supporting character to lead character although do you remember um Jason Isaac's series before 
before Star Trek, before Discovery. No. It was called Awake. Nope. I think. And he played a character who was simultaneously living in two dimensions. That's kind of cool. I know. Sounds... It was a kind of cool series, but interesting that then that's what he ended up playing on Discovery as well. Yeah, because he does exist in two, in the mirror, mirrorverse. Yeah, so it's a good series, actually. Anyway. Checking out. Anyway. We're running out of time, Michael. So, yeah. do let us Just know um, if you have any favorite character actors. Uh, let us know who you think should play Doctor Doom. Um, yes. Preferably without um, a slur towards our sexuality or sexual orientation. Yeah. Uh, that would be preferred. We're not big fans of those here at the <laughs> podcast. Um, and more importantly, uh, if you're African and you listen to us, let us know what you thought of Black Panther. Yes. Um, we really want to know here at the podcast. Um, aside from mm-hmm. that, there's an L, there's an L thumbs up button down there. Give it a give it give it a, a give it a like. Give it a like. Um, it a subscribe. Sh- it should be pointed out that uh, Michael is doing the videos almost solely now because I'm a lazy git. Uh, while in Italy. Oh, I'm in Italy. Um, I'm too busy Dolce Vitaing everything um, and running around having a wonderful time drinking Prosecco and and talking to models who don't understand me because I don't speak Italian. Um, so, <laughs> yeah. So Michael's do you still doing, not speak Italian? Uh, I'm, I'm trying. I'm getting there. Um, but let's do a thing, right? Yeah. If, uh, if, this, if this video gets... Let's say 50 likes, then Ben will do the introduction next week in Italian. Si, certo. Um, definitely. <laughs> um, so, yeah, that's us. Um, bye, everybody. Bye.